This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. They start the process over again. Yeah. It's just one of the many scams that they would run. And so every two or three weeks, they're getting 40000 60000 50000 Uh, we're doing a podcast real quick with Colby and Matt Cox, and we're going. Colby's going to talk about when he got ripped off one. Yeah, one yeah. Time. I figured I don't have too many scam stories, but we're here waiting for uh, waiting to shoot a podcast today. So right. uh, I got a I got a little scam story, basically where um, I'll just kind of tell the story because you know I don't want right. to give away the, the big reveal at the end. But uh, this was back in high school, um, and uh, there was the national championship football game in New Orleans. And uh, big Alabama fan, big football fan. So I was, it was probably like Christmas break or something. And it was like last, last minute, last second decision. I was like, my brother had tickets and he was going. So I just told my buddy, I was like, we should go. Like, we should just drive over there. Like six, probably like 17 years old. Like we should go to New Orleans and just hang out and like, you know, go, just go see everything. Right. And uh, my dad was like, yeah, sure. He's just like, be careful. You know, y'all are going to be some kids rolling around New Orleans, at, yeah. you know, midnight, uh, you know, just, sure. just be Se- careful. You're 17. Thank you. Yeah. know everything. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, gonna, yeah. gonna get over on I'm me. like, oh, come on, man. And I'm, uh, man, I'm, I'm just pumped. I'm ready. Like, okay, let's just go do it. Let's go make it happen. So within about five, six hours, me and my buddy decided, okay, like, let's drive up, let's go to New Orleans, you know, we'll drive over there, so uh, we start driving, about a halfway point, Tallahassee, my brother's going to college at Florida State, we parked there the night, I go upstairs, and he's like, hey, did you park, you parked in the right parking spot, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're good, we're good, and uh, we wake up at like 5 a.m. the next morning, and we go down to get in the car, and like make the drive to New Orleans, like a six, seven hour drive that's left, and uh, my car's gone, like, already starting off the trip like the first night like my car's gone and I, I parked in guest parking like the college parking in yeah. Tallahassee four states like if you're not parked in the right spot like they're towing you like at right. every apartment complex so I wake up like 5 a.m and I'm t- my car's towed and I go my older brother you know bigger guy he didn't, he didn't tell you where to park well, he though? did he did that's the thing he did so it was my fault okay but he's driving me to the tow, the tow place and like we waiting for the tow place to open at seven. We drive to the tow place. We're about halfway there across the town. He's pissed because he has to wake up early, take me. Right. We're about halfway there. And then I realize like I, my keys, like I need my keys for my car. They're at the apartment. And I'm like, Hey, like we got to turn around and just like, it's 7am. He's yelling, right. cursing, turns around, go back. So like eventually we start heading to New Orleans and, um, we get there and, and meet my buddy and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and now I'm paranoid. I'm like, okay, I don't want to park somewhere where my car gets towed again. So like we drive, I just drive to my brother's hotel and literally like, r- like almost right by Bourbon street is so packed. I'm like driving my car, like the next street over. And then eventually like I pulled up some house and this guy's like, Oh yeah, you want to park here? Yeah, you want to park here? Like $30. And I'm like, Oh, yeah. oh I guess he's like everybody's yeah. so nice here. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Y- y'all know Tyrone <laughs> Matthew. Y- y'all know Tyrone Matthew is like the biggest player on LSU. Cause it was LSU Alabama. So it's like kind of like a local game. Like, yeah, that's my cousin. That's my cousin. Like y'all come over here. And uh, I'm like, well, I'm staying here overnight. Like, you know, uh, I don't, 
you know, is that okay? And he's, oh, then that's, that's $50. Then that's $50. Right. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. So, so eventually we park, we go find my brother and all this kind of stuff. And they got tickets to the game. And me and my buddy are just kind of planning on, you know, hanging out yeah. or doing whatever. Go down to Bourbon Street and, uh, you know, see all the pregame festives. Like it's just crowded Alabama, LSU fans, stuff like that. So right. my butt, my buddy, not my buddy, but my brother, he's, he goes into the game and the game starts and it's, it's nine zero at halftime. And I'm just watching in the hotel room and Alabama's winning. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, let's just go down to Bourbon street. Let's go to a bar and like finish it there. And, uh, you know, I walk out the hotel and some guys like, Hey, tickets, tickets, tickets. And, and it's halftime. It's already halftime. And, uh, so he's selling them cheap. Yeah. He's selling them cheap. That's and, what and, I'm yeah, thinking. Of course it's, and it's possible because yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, Oh shoot. You know, it's, it's nine zero. The game's halfway over. Now he's just trying to make some money. Right. So I thought, and uh, and I was like, oh, let's let's see what he got to say. My my brother, my buddy, he's just like, no, like what? What are you doing? Like, let's just go. Let's just go to the bar. I'm like, no, let's see what he says. And he's like, oh, I was like, how cheap? Sheep? And uh, I, I I can't remember exactly what he said. My buddy says he says, well, how much you got? <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know. I could do like a hundred dollars. Something you get a hundred dollars of work, and I mean, if yeah, they say well. yeah, they say whatever it is. So I'll, here I am, trying like, to salvage his investment. Yeah. And my buddy's like, dude, well, it like, appears that way. Yeah, yeah. My buddy's like, dude, no, no, we're not doing this. And I'm like, I'm what? Like, what's on, your, why is your buddy concerned just for he the money, or yeah, he just he doesn't trust he the guy? I mean, he don't trust the guy. He don't care about the football game. He don't. He didn't want to spend the he money. He didn't want to spend the money. It's $100 for what? He's like, dude, come on. And I, I'm like total opposite. I'm like, this is the biggest game of the year. Like, I got to get in there. Like, right. here's my opportunity. Like, I'm going to make it happen. And there were red flags that were coming up, like, when I was talking to him. I was like, oh, well, let's just go to the stadium. And, and like, you know, we'll just, I just want to make sure the ticket's real and all that kind of stuff when we get to the stadium. And um, he's like, oh, no, you know. Something about being an authorized dealer, you can't be on campus grounds. Just some, just some yeah, BS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, honestly, he could have said anything. At that point, I was just like, "These, like, these are my hundred dollar national championship tickets. Like, I'm getting in with this." And uh, you know, I called. I don't even know if I had a hundred dollars. I think I called my dad. He's like, "Yeah, sure." And they, he probably, I don't know. I mean, who knows what I was telling him? But he, he was like, "Okay, yeah, sure." So like, I get a hundred dollars, and then my my buddy, like, he's like, "Well, I'm not just gonna be rolling around New Orleans." By, know, myself. by myself right. like i'm gonna have to buy these tickets too and he's like he's pretty sure like these tickets are fake like this guy's sketchy all this kind of stuff and i, I i'm not, i'm like oh well let me get your phone number and i'm like okay so i got his phone number <laughs> i got his phone number. for what what's I, that I didn't, gonna do I didn't, assuming yeah. it's the right yeah, number assuming it's the right number i didn't call him i didn't right. text him like i'm like okay you know i got this guy's number Give him a hundred bucks. My buddy, you know, gives him a hundred bucks and we're probably like a 10 minute walk. And now I'm like, okay, like the third quarter is going to start. Like I got to get there. And I'm, I'm like, I'm like speed walking. I'm like almost jogging to the stadium. Like, like on a high, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like I got these tickets and my buddy, like he's just walking. Like, cause he, he, he already he knows. Feels like he got, he's just he like, knows he got he's like, I got this freaking ticket. That's like probably worth nothing. And I get all the way up in there and I, I like give them my ticket and I'm like, here you go. Like, oh yeah. And they, they try to scan it once, they try to scan it twice, and they're like, oh yeah, you, you gotta go downstairs, like, it's not working. And sure enough, like I go downstairs, give it to them, give it to the people, and they might've scanned it one time, and they're like, oh, how much did they get you for? And I was like, what? <laughs> and and uh, no, no, I was I like, oh. the tickets. I was like, this is it, this is legit, and, and it, it was fake. Yeah. So uh, 
I only paid like hundred bucks. I was like, oh, they got me for a hundred bucks. And like, oh, well, you're lucky. Like people paid like nine hundred, right. like twelve hundred bucks. I was like, I was like, well, can I keep the ticket like for a souvenir? You know, I hang it up on my wall. And they're like, no, like you can't, because you, you know, I guess you could go resell it. But uh, like, yeah. And then I, then I like, then I walked back to the hotel. Like my buddy, he I only he didn't Did even call scan, the guy. He didn't even scan him. I called him, but I don't even know if I called him to be honest. I was just so pissed, but. You know, in hindsight, I was like, there's so many red flags that were going off. I called the guy after and then like, who knows what number it was. It wasn't his, some, some Hispanic guy, but, uh, I there's so many red flags at the time, but I was just like, you know, there's like, there's no way that I'm not going to like take this opportunity for like a hundred bucks. And then, uh, I wonder how many of those tickets he sold like that yeah. day. Like he just has to move, keep moving locations, especially if you're, uh, yeah. you're, uh, yeah. you know, you're not from oh, yeah. there. So I, I just have to move, kind of move locations yeah. in the area and then go sit at my house for three days. Or, yeah. You know, especially you got a whole bunch of pop. Yeah. Think of it. He sold, if he sold five or if he sold six of them, that's 600 bucks. And he probably sold them. Yeah. And he, well, he probably sold them a lot more than a hundred bucks. Cause they said at the window that it was like people bought them for like 900 bucks, 1200 bucks, right. especially, I mean, you got, you got a whole bunch of Alabama right. fans. There but I meant like halfway, like that day, like yeah. after it started halfway through, like yeah. to, that, that's like the best time. Like you, you, you're, you sell them before the game. Like people have a chance to figure it out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And even just as the game kind of happens, they have a chance, but halfway through the game, you, yeah. you're, you should be pretty good. Plus it's, it's easy money because if you're trying to sell a ticket that should be being sold for 500 or a thousand dollars, that's, you're going to talk to a lot of people, but if you're, it's like, Hey, I'm just trying to salvage my investment. I really got screwed on this ticket. I'm just trying to get a hundred bucks. People are like, what a deal. Yeah. Like you could sell that same ticket over and over and over and over again. Yeah. You still probably make a, a nine, a thousand, you know, $2,000 in a day because, or while the game's going on. Yeah. Oh, as yeah. long as you have enough of the, of the counterfeit tickets. Yeah. And you got, and got enough kids like me that are willing to do it. So <sighs> good times, drag their buddies into it. And then, and then I had to go get my car. And luckily, my car was was all good, so I didn't get my car towed the second time and drove back. And the uh, I was gonna say that the 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 whole driving and getting your your car like that's just like such a a, a, t- a teenager thing to do. Like yeah. you're excited and forget about everything. And um, like my girlfriend's daughter, who never doesn't have her phone in her hand, you know, stopped, went into like a Wawa bathroom or something, came back out. They got in the car driving. They're driving on their way here. And she's like, where's your phone? Hmm? Where's your phone? <gasps> she starts looking around. For, you know, she walked into Wawa, sat it down in the bathroom or, and something, and then left. She's like, what are you? What the heck? And then she does it all the time. Yeah. Like, she's every time she comes here, she'll come here and something will happen. And she has always forgotten something. Oh, yeah. You know, but that's your 17, you're yeah. 15, you're whatever. You're, you know. You, you're not thinking through, you're not thinking yeah. through and then your buddy your but i mean you had to know i mean you, I mean, he he knew he was like he was so reluctant he was like dude he's trying to talk me out of it there wasn't no one was talking me out of anything like once i had my mindset like i'm getting this even the phone number bucks. like you couldn't have yeah. said not that you could it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
do anything if you said, okay, great. What if uh, I called them? Yeah, you could have called them right there. Yeah. And, if, if, and if it rang, but right then, let's say you would call them right there and it didn't ring, hit his phone. Oh, oh, I must have given him the wrong. I mean, right then, it's like, come on, stop. We're yeah. done. We're done. But even if it did ring, even so what? What are you, you going to do later if you did call him and it was really his number? What's he going to say? All he has to do is go, what are you talking about? Man, you're the third guy. I had like 10 tickets. Somebody got me too, bro. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, yeah, I can meet you right now and give you the money back. Or no, I, man, I can't, man, because I paid the other guy. I'm sorry, bro. I feel bad. Like, what are you going to do? There's yeah. nothing you can do. He's gone. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, this whole story kind of reminded me of another time. Like, this was in middle school. You know, like the a little scam or whatever people would do in middle school is like, you know, you take your phone and and with you and you'd like have in your backpack and a PE, you know, we all go outside, go to the gym, whatever. And some kid would, uh, you know, I need to go to the bathroom. The bathroom's in the locker and they go to that bathroom and they start digging through everybody's backpack, pulling out their phones, all this kind of stuff. And uh, funny stories like we had, uh, I got my phone stolen, you know, come back yeah. and my phone's gone. I'm like, oh, you know, okay, like, just tell my dad or whatever, hey, I gotta get a new phone. And, uh, and then, like, the next day, like, he got a text from somebody that, like, we knew that went to, there's, like, you know, your normal school, and then there's not your juvenile school, but, like, correction school, like, where if you get in trouble, like, yeah, yeah. fights, whatever, they send you there. And somehow my phone had ended up at that school, and there's, like, somebody that we had known that goes there and is, like, texted, like, literally text, I guess somehow knew it was my phone, like, texted my parents, like, Hey, like I have Colby's phone. Like, right. Ended up at the school. Just want to let you know. And then, uh, yeah, sure enough, like my dad's like, okay, great. You know, we'll see you tomorrow. We'll pick it up. And then, you know, it got it got stolen uh, off the bus off of him. So who knows what happened with that? I was gonna, you know, so you know something like that at, in prison. What guys will do is they will. So this is like a scam in prison. You have your locker, right? So mm. oh, your whole life's in your locker. Yeah. You have all your food. You have your stamps. You know, books of stamps are are, are like uh, currency. Mm -hmm. So guys will have like, I, I've known guys that have had $800, $1,000 worth of stamps in their locker. Uh, a lot of guys will put them in different people's locker. Like, bro, can you hold $50 worth of stamps for me? So... One of the things guys would do in prison is, so everybody has a lock on their locker. They would go, and you know, your lock is always unlocked sitting on your locker. So in the morning, you're gonna go out to the rec yard for- and Why is it always unlocked? Well, well, it's not, un yeah. if you're there, if yeah, you're yeah, in yeah. the room. Yeah, okay. You know, if you get up, like me, if I walked out of my room to go down the hallway and go to the bathroom, and I'm gonna be back in five minutes, I, I lock my lock. Yeah. Like, you're not getting me. Because these guys are stealing from each other. Like in, in state prison, it's horrible. These guys are literally like, they're like sticking people up. In, it's like, you, you, I know that this guy and this guy just robbed me, but what can you do? They're both six foot two, huge guys with life sentences. And, you know, you're five foot, you know, six, five foot seven. You're a little guy. You got nobody to help you. Like there's nothing. Or you go tell the, the cops. Well, you can tell the cops. One, you're probably still not getting your stuff back. Two, it's your word against theirs. And three, now you're going to have to check in because they'll kill you. Yeah. So it's horrible. That's like state prison. It's rough. It's really rough. Like yeah. where Josh went, you know. Mm -hmm. But even in federal prison, guys will just, they're just a little smarter about it. They're a little slicker about it. And they'll rip you off. Like, you'll, they'll just kind of hang out and wait for you to leave. And they know he is always leaving his locker unlocked. Then they'll sneak in and have a lookout. And the guy will rob you. Go in and grab a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Now, I never really had anything. 
You know, I kept virtually nothing. But some guys, they make their whole life about being in prison. And they'll, they're gambling. They've got hundreds of dollars worth of stamps. And you, people know about it. So here's what guys would do. Like, guys who have been in prison probably are already like, yeah, I know exactly what he's going to say. Yeah. But to me, the first time I heard it, I thought, that's really ingenious. So all the locks look the same. So what they would do is the guy, so you're in your, in your cell one, one morning, and you're, you're going to go to the rec yard for five or six hours. Well, what a guy would do is he'd go in and be talking to you somehow. And when you turned around or his, he and another guy would come in, they'd just talk to you. Maybe some guy you, you knew or something. Yeah. While you're not looking and you're talking, they take their lock and place it in place of your lock. Because what's going to happen, and so what happens, and then they walk out. So then 10 minutes later, you're leaving to go to the rec yard. You turn around, you grab what you think is your lock, and you lock your locker with it, and you leave. So then that guy, when you're gone, he, him or his buddy, who most of the units have to be emptied out during certain periods of time, but there are orderlies and some people who are allowed to stay in the units. They have to clean. Or maybe you're allowed, you're what, that you have like a bed pass where you're sick or you have a bad back and you don't have to go. You can actually lay in your bunk during the day. Yeah. So what happens is then everybody leaves. So now the guys that were in your, in your room with you, they leave with you. So now I've seen you the whole time. You were with me. So I'm not even thinking about you. Well, one of the orderlies will then go into the room. He knows the combination. He does the combination, unlocks the lock, takes everything he wants out of your like get your stamps, get your, they'll get your potato chips. They'll get all your soups. They'll get everything they want. Take as much as they'll find your radio, your extra headphones, your everything. They just completely rip you off. Then they close the locker back up and they lock it back with your lock. lock. Yeah. So when you come in three hours later, you go to unlock your lock. It unlocks. It's fine. You open it up. You go grab a little here. Maybe you go. Where are my soups? I thought I had... Where's my chips? What the hell's going on? You start to look through and you're like, where are my stamps? Where am I? And then you realize, oh my God, I got, how did that happen? Like, I have a lock. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Some guys will do this too. Typically, so you just got robbed and you have no clue. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't think that your buddy or this other guy that you've known came and talked to you for two minutes with his buddy about something. You don't think, like, they had time that we, I was right here. And it was my lock. I unlocked it. So you're like, because even if you know the scam, you're still thinking, well, they could have. The, like, you just don't know. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to go accuse them? They're going to be like, bro, what are you talking about? I came in to talk to you about the volleyball game. Like, yeah. that's what, what I talked to you about. Like, how many other people talked to you before you left for the rec yard today? Did you accuse everybody? Yeah. You don't know who talked so or who did it. Um, what Another thing guys will do is this. They'll come in when a guy first comes on the compound and a lot of guys, so if you're like a white guy, typically you get there, and if you're like a, a solid white guy, the other white guys will come to you and be like, because you just got off a bus. You mm-hmm. have nothing. And one of the things you don't want to do is like, well, let's say you've been on a bus all day. You want to take a shower, but you don't want to go in the shower without shower slides. What, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go in there and stand in the fungus, and I'm going to get some athlete's foot. God knows what I'll get yeah. in there. So you want to have shower slides. And you want certain things you just want, you, you need to have. Because they get, when you get off the bus, you basically you're wearing just your bus clothes for two or three days. Then you get your regular stuff. Like you may not be able to go to commissary for a week. If you have money on your books, your money may not come be placed on your books for weeks. 
you know, or even if you have property, you may not get your property from another prison for weeks. Typically what happens is the other white guys, or if you're Hispanic guys, you know, who's great about this is, um, Spanish, like the Mexicans Mm -hmm. will come to you immediately. They'll come to you with a care package. So guys will come to you and say, Hey man, what's going on? I know you just got here. I got a pair of shower slides for you from commissary. So either buy new ones or just clean these up and give them back to me. Okay. Here's a, uh, here's a new toothbrush. If you want it, that's fine. You can use the one that they're going to give you, which is about this tall, which is crap and crappy, you know, like everything's crap. So it's like, look, here's all your stuff. And by the way, I know you got your, your locker, but you don't have a lock. So I got to go ahead and you can use my lock for now or this lock. It's, you know, and they'll rewrap it in a package and like they just bought it. Here's the lock. I always have that. So, you know, just you can you can keep that one or you can buy one on commissary, you know, or you can just give me commissary for whatever you want to do. You know, but you so sure now the guy's got your your lock. So sure enough, that's what happens. So you think, wow, what a good guy. Yeah. And he brought me all this stuff. He gave me a bunch of soups. He gave me this. He gave me that. What a nice guy. And then, of course, you then go to commissary. You're still waiting for your stuff to come. And then, boom, they rip you off as soon as you go out to the rec yard. Or maybe you even give him, buy him commissary. And worst cases, you buy him commissary for the lock. He's like, hey, what do you want for this lock? I'm going to keep it. Because you don't have a clue. You're, you're, you don't know. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have thought he actually, his whole thing was, was set up so that I would keep the lock. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't even think that he would do this whole thing so that he would have my locker combination so that in six months from now, he could rob me. And, and guys will do that. So some guys will be like, you know what? Hey, you know what? You could just keep that lock. Like, it was, it was my old Sully's. He's gone. Don't worry about it. You know what? Just if, you know, don't even worry about it. Just keep it. Oh, okay, cool, man. And then you keep it. And two months later, everything you have gets ripped off. Because why? Well, because I, I've always had your locker combination. So, you know, these guys are, it's, people are always getting, you know, there's so many scams. Look, look, you'll never get rid of scams. Yeah. You know, it, there's it's always, there's always going to be a scam. There's always going to be some guy who's, who's thinking that along those lines. Yeah. You know, now look at Boziak. Boziak was making, what was he making? Fake little, this was when he was a little kid. He was making fake, uh, John Boziak guy right here. Bent, I wrote a book called Bent about this kid, by this guy, John Boziak. Anyway, he, when he was a kid, of course, he was broke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was broke. And he was on, growing up, kind of like on, on the beach in Miami. He actually used to make counterfeit, um, counterfeit, like, uh, uh, $5 gift certificates to, like, Burger King and McDonald's. And he said, you know, you would go in there. He's like, they wouldn't scan. Yeah. He said they'd try and scan him once, twice, and then they'd have to call the manager, and the guy would look at him and be like, all right, just give him the food. Like, they just yeah. give him the food. Like, what do I care? It's $4. It's $5 or whatever it is. You know, just give him the thing, and, hey, it's not scanning, but I'm going to give you the food. Like, even if they think it's a, a, even if they think it's a scam, they're still going to give you the food. Yeah. And if not, then they throw it in there. What do they care? It's a $5 gift certificate. I mean, who cares? Yeah. So, and if it gets excessive, like which he's told me, he said, which at some points it got excessive where they were like, yeah, this is unless it scans, I can't use them. You're going to have to write a letter to the you're, sorry, done. Yeah. Get out. But most of the time. But yeah, tickets. No, they can't let you just go inside and sit in somebody else's seat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially halfway through. And the only, they said the only thing the difference between that ticket was like if you had like an LED light and shined it on it. Right. It was like a blue streak, like a blue, right. like holographic streak. But uh, 
Yeah, there was a couple other like talking about the cell phone scans. I'm scams. I remember one time like me and my buddy playing basketball. This is probably high school. You know, playing basketball. You know, now we if we did if we went back now like we don't take our phones, our wallets in there. But like you know, you put your put your phone, your wallet on the bench, you play basketball for an hour and a half, two right. hours. Like you got a gym full of fifty people, sixty people walking through. Like you go back to your sh- your normal like sandals, shoes, whatever you brought in there, and, and your phone's gone. And uh, my buddy one time, his phone is gone, stolen. And then sure enough, his dad got a call like, hey, my son just my son just bought this phone right. for $60. If you want to meet me all the way across town, like, yeah, yeah I just realized for 60 bucks. Yeah. I just realized it was stolen. So, you know, 60 bucks. It's like at that point, it's just like, OK, you know, here's 60 bucks. Yeah, I'll give you 60. Back. Yeah, yeah. I, I would listen if my my phone ended up missing. I would rather be extorted for the 60 bucks and have to go through the process of getting another phone. Like 60 bucks is worth it. Yeah. That's totally worth yeah. it. You go got me. That whole Here's process. 60 bucks. Yeah. No, he really did find it, man. I don't care if you stole it. You go look me in the face and say, I stole your phone. I want a hundred bucks to give it back. Here's a hundred bucks. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't care. I just need my phone back. There's too much stuff in my phone. Yeah. My life is like, it would be straight chaos if, if you got a hold of my phone. So much, so much information in there. A couple, I'm trying to, uh, the only other like scam related story I have, um, is like me and my buddies, we used to play like this video game, like, like on the computer and you know, like a multiplayer game where you like collect money and all this kind yeah, of yeah. stuff and try to like get rich. And like, we had a couple that, that was the funnest thing about playing the game was like getting rich and like w- pulling scams on people, which is like in the video, in game? the video game. And it's just like, it's kids. It's like, we were like 10, 12 years old. And like, there's a couple, couple different things we would do. Like, um, you know, obviously like we'd be working together, like, you know, me and him would be working together, would find somebody and we'd just, you know, do a little deal or something. And like pretty much, pretty much just like rip this guy off but like the best one that we kind of stumbled upon someone tried to pull it on us it's like a phishing site um that makes it look like the login for the actual website um so like someone came to us like hey like click on this thing and you'll get free money in the game you'll get free money in the game and um and you click on this link that they send you and it, it pops up on your on your thing it says oops you've been signed out and they think they've been signed out of the game by right. clicking on the link. And really it's just like a fake website that has the same background, same, same login right. thing. So they're like, Oh, log back in. And they log, they log in. You just gave them all your boop, information. Boop, and it just sends it to a notepad. And we, we didn't, we, we're like 12 years old. We don't know how to build this like website, but somebody had done it. And then they just said like, Hey, I'll show you how to do it. Like all you need to do is type in the website name and then type in like dash notepad and it'll pull up all the username and passwords that everybody's tried to log in with. And it's just like a long list. And we would just like, you know, go on these people's things. And then we would go log into their account, take all their stuff, like put it on our account. And then we would, uh, then message all their friends, like within the game that they probably talk to every day that they know and trust. And I'm like, Hey, like check out this website. Like I just did this and it's coming from someone they trust. Right. They all go to the website and they just, it's just like a cycle over and over again. And we just, you're used a horrible to, person. Yeah. It was, yeah. And <laughs> there are little kids all little over kids. America. It was, ah, ah, yeah. Just, they've been scammed yeah, it was, and horrible. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was, yeah. Mom, mom. Yeah. And it was like real, I mean, you pay real money for that stuff um, to like, to start off. And then, yeah. And they'll be like, in the comments. People will be like, yeah. I got scammed like that. You're yeah. a scumbag. There was like, there was like little casinos. You could like in the game, there was like little casinos and like you would basically roll dice and people would pay you money and all types of stuff. And then like, if you lose, like if you wanted to, you could just like 
run. It's just th- those those were uh, those were my scam days. The only thing I really have, but yeah, that, those were that was honestly the funnest part of the game. But uh, yeah, looking back on it, probably should have done that. How old were you? Oh, I was like, what, what year was this? I was like middle school, so twelve. And I was gonna say, like, I was in prison. Yeah, like this yeah. whole this whole situation, I was in prison. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, I mean, like I was playing, I was playing back when like Halo and like Halo Two came out. Yeah. That's like in 2002 or something like that. I was playing, no, 2000, and I think 2004, like they came out with like Halo 2. It was like a huge thing. Yeah. Man, I mean, the whole, so the whole time I was locked up, there was games went from that level to just through the roof where you're just playing people all over the country. You're trading stuff. You have, you're building city. Like this, like the whole gaming community just turned into an entirely different beast while I was gone. Oh yeah. So I couldn't even comprehend. There's a, I mean, kids, kids nowadays, what they do, they, they still do scam. Like kids are running scams on like Xbox, like for, you know, Fortnite, you know what that is? Yeah. 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 So like, you have in-game currency, like V-Bucks or like coins or whatever. And what these kids will do is they'll, they'll probably go on like a Reddit page or whatever and uh, say like, I have this rare thing that I want to give away or I can get you anything you need in the game. Like if you want special gun, special whatever, like I can get it for you. And they get on these like voice chats with people and they just, if it's another like eight-year-old, nine-year-old kid, like, hey, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I know like my dad knows how to do this or I know how to do this where I can like get into the system and buy you pretty much anything you need. And then it's just like, you know, we'll just exchange you exchange passwords and stuff like that. Right. And uh, the only reason I know about it is there's like YouTube channels, like sp- specifically for people that like, you know, we're going to call this guy and we're going to get him on the phone and just like mess with him. Right. And like, it's like these guys like messing around, messing with like 10 year old kids that are trying to scam them. Like, oh, so what do I need to do? It's like, oh, you just need to do this. You need to do this. And the kid's just like kind of going on and on. And at the end, he's like, dude, like, you think I'm going to do that? Like, I'm not an idiot. And uh, yeah, it's just. Well, you'd be shocked always, how many people I'm sure do. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. there's always some, some, there's, there's always some, uh, some Colby walking around going, "What yeah. tickets? Yeah, I just got bucks? I just got tickets from him. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, so, there's just a lot of dumb. I, I mean, dumb people, I guess, that fall for the stupidest things. Like, I mean, most I think people are just trusting and yeah, I, I think yeah. because you know That's, it's it's like just like a lot of scams. People will tell you, um, you know, like let's say a Ponzi scheme or a, fo- a, a phone scam. People are always like, oh, well, you're an idiot or, or you have to be like an old person who's not control their faculties or yeah. somebody who's, you know, somebody who's not that smart. But the truth is, is that most people that get scammed are, you know, have college educations like they're not stupid, like they're not they're They're you know, they're regular people that they got scammed because typically if the scam's set up right, then it sounds plausible. Yeah. Like if that was what was really happening, like, so I'm going to invest in, I'm going to give you money. You're going to buy properties. You're going to renovate them and sell them. They're like, well, that's a real thing. And this is, this is a pool of money that does this. Yeah. And overall we can show where we make on average 40% a year or 35%. And you're like, that's within reason. And yeah. I know my buddy John does that. And so people start to kind of go, that makes sense. And you're right. If all of this was happening, that that does make sense, but that's not what's happening. What's really happening is you're sending me your money and I'm just spending it on my own stuff. And the documents that you're asking for to prove that the money's growing, I can provide you. And I can provide you other people that are also investing in the scam. 
but they also think they're putting money into a pool that's buying, you know, real estate and renovating it and buying commercial properties and, and renting it out and doing all these things. But, you know, and you can check your account you can see where your money's growing. And then if, even if you came to me and said, listen, Matt, I need, I mean, need, I know I've made 25,000. I put in a hundred, I made 125 or I made 25. So I have 125. I need my 125 back. I feel uncomfortable. I need the money. No problem. I give it to you. Yeah. So what happens two months later, you don't only, you give me the money back. But you also talk to four of your buddies, bro. It's legit. The other day he cut me a check for one twenty-five, or for thirty. I needed thirty grand. He gave me thirty grand. Like I mean, trust me, it's legit. I've been investing with this guy for a year. The truth is, your hundred thousand is gone, and the money I just gave you came from somebody else. And I'm really just maintaining the scam at this point, and it's growing. And you just got me three more people, and so the scam gets bigger and bigger. And you think, well, yeah, I'm investing in real estate. No, you're not. It's a Ponzi scheme. You're an educated person. You're getting receipts. You're getting, think about all the people that made off, ripped off mm -hmm. for decades. You know, he's not investing that money and you're getting a monthly report and people came to him, they put in half a million dollars and then they even took out, let's say a million dollars over the course of 10 years. They, they took out more than what they ever put in. So of course you're also telling all your buddies where you invest your money. Yeah. So is it worth it for Madoff to pay you, for you to put in half a million and over the next 10 years, Madoff pays you back a million. Is it worth it to, to Madoff to yeah, do that? Bring it in probably five million. So you probably brought in yeah. four or five million extra, you know, additional funds. So, you know, if you could maintain your scam, you know, it's great. And if it makes sense, it's great. But is the money really going to buy these stocks? Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's rough. So it's not always just young kids or old people or somebody who's just stupid. It's just sometimes these guys are just that slick. Yeah. And you just, how are you going to beat that guy? Yeah, there's a couple, like, while you're talking, there's more scams that like, pop up in my head that I've noticed. Like, obviously, like, if you're watching YouTube, you probably see the YouTube scams, you know, like, the bigger guys like Graham Stephan and all them. Like, if you go into their comment section, yeah, you know, there, there's people trying to pose as them, and then also there's, like... There was a guy that was posing as, as me at one point. Oh, really? Yeah, and yeah. here somebody had done a little thumbnail of my thumbnail yeah it only happened a few times and i immediately went and put you know scam yeah scam scam happened over the course of maybe a week mm -hmm. and i kept putting you know scam 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 and then eventually it went away yeah and then, but i know what you're about to talk about yeah the and then, then they'll have people like comment like two normal people that you know aren't associated and it looks like they're having like a genuine conversation like oh, i made this much money like oh how'd you do that and then everyone's reading the comments and they're like oh they text this guy and they've, they've made videos about confronting scammers like that yeah um one scam that I don't know how anybody would fall for is like, I get these random spam emails like, hi, like I have 28 million in the bank for you or like, or oh, all oh, that the, kind of, um, from Nigeria. Yeah. Yeah. Nigerian. The Nigerian Prince. Scam. Yeah. It's, I'm like, that's a 409 scam. I think yeah. they call it a 409 scam. And 409 is the code, the, the fraud code for Nigeria. Yeah. Like. And that's what it's like. I think it's called a 409. And it's always like, it's always like worded like, hello, my friend. Like, it's just like, it's like, okay. Like, obviously like this isn't like an American speaking guy, but there's a couple. They're not bad. Yeah. Like some of the, like the problem is most of those scam guys are, are like the letters or the, 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 that they send you. Like it's, it's such broken English. Yeah. That's what, um, that's the, the bigger thing. But I've had, I've had said some like one that's almost, you know, it's, it's raised my eye and how to think about it for a few minutes was like, I would get an email from like, oh, wait, it's four one. I'm sorry. Oh, four, it's four one nine fraud scam. It's a yeah. four one nine Nigerian letter or four one nine 
fraud scam. Yeah. Sorry. Must be getting someone from it. I mean, oh, bro, they've been it, doing yeah. it for it used to. It used to be letters. Yeah. You understand? Before the internet, they were just mailing letters. Yeah. And, and then it became phone. Then it was, and of course, it was followed by phone calls. Then initially, then it was emails. Mm-hmm. But it just keeps growing and growing. But yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. You're no, you're good. And then like the, I said, the one email that almost got me, uh, or made me at least think about it, it was like I got an email from like my pastor at my church and it just comes in as his name. I'm like, okay, I know this guy. Like, why is he emailing me? Right. And it's like, Hey, like I want to talk to you some about something like, um, but I'm going into a meeting. Don't call me. Just email me. Cause they don't want me to call his real phone number. And then you go click on their, uh, and you could just create like a Gmail account or whatever. And you click on their Gmail. I'm like, mm, like that's not associated with like the website that he's from or whatever. And then, but, uh, like that. And then trying to sell stuff on eBay, People will message me and like one of the things that I've noticed is like urgency. They kind of want something urgency or like, hey, like I'm buying this for my my daughter in Missouri, but I'm in whatever. Like, can you send this? Can you send this um, money or whatever? And then um, or can you send me your PayPal email or something like that? Because I, I don't really know how eBay eBay works. I was just trying to sell something. Like, can you send me your PayPal email? And I'm like, OK. And then I would receive email with like a fake letterhead from eBay saying like your purchase has gone through and I'll go click on like the actual email address. And it's, it's like, it's not from eBay. It's from some other dude that's just trying to like rip me off. So that's a couple ones. And there was, there was one other scam that was running through my head that I just, that I'd forgot about. What what were we just talking about? The Nigerian, the Nigerian one where it's a Nigerian prince or it's always, the Nigerian one is not that bad. It's not that bad. It, it's it's bad because at some point you've got to convince somebody to give you money. The big thing, you know, and it never makes sense, but I, I guess if you don't know enough about how the banking system works or just in general how scams work, I could see people fall for it. And they, yeah. do, they fall for it all the time. You know, another one is when these guys call up and they say, you know, well, you know that they it starts as your social security number has been has been um, suspended. Yeah. You've seen that one. Mm-hmm. Well, well, there's the, the other version of that is that where the IRS contacts you and they say that you owe money. You owe like $3,500. Yeah. And basically they're going to put a, a warrant out for your arrest and all this other stuff. And then eventually they end up getting you, they stay on the phone with you and they get you, they'll get someone to actually like go to their bank, pull out cash, and then go buy like a gift card. Mm-hmm. And then give them the information. Like, totally not how the IRS works. Like, everything about it is wrong. But for some reason, periodically, they, they must... If you call 100 people a day, you're going to get somebody. You only have to get one person a day, and you end up making three grand or four grand. Or maybe it's 1500 Maybe you say, I don't have that much money. And you argue with the guy, and the guy's like, well, we'll let you make a payment. You have to pay us $1,200. You know, right now, that's the minimum. And so the guy goes, and they pay $1,200 or whatever. Maybe it's $6,000. So they get you for whatever they can get you for. But... The whole process doesn't make sense. Like yeah. the, the entire thing doesn't make sense. So when would the IRS ask me to go to like Best Buy or go go to Walmart and buy a gift card? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's just not gonna that's not how it works. Or go get this prepaid debit card, visa debit here. And it's like, what? Yeah. Like I, people fall for it. Yeah. I, I've been not I've been getting calls recently, like over the last month, like I don't, I don't bank with fifth third bank, but I got, I've got like two calls, like two days in a row. Like, Hey, this is so-and-so with fifth third bank. And I'm like, okay. And then they're like saying some, 
they just start kind of start talking about me wanting to confirm my some some type of information. And I'm like, listen, like I don't even bank with Fifth Third Bank, and then it's right. just like, and then they just like don't say anything. Um, and then there's like a, I also been getting you know the extended car warranty calls and stuff like that. You know, you can we've been trying to get I, in touch with you. Yeah, there's um, Graham Stephan on their podcast. They had a guy come on. who's like a. I don't really know what lemon law is, but he's a lemon law lawyer. Yeah. Um, lemon law is when your, your vehicle, uh, when you have the same issue with your vehicle multiple times yeah. in the first year of purchase, yeah. it only applies to new vehicles. Yeah. So let's, let's say you, your computer chip goes out mm-hmm. on your new Ford Bronco or whatever. I don't even know if they make Broncos, yeah. whatever on your new Ford, you know, F one fifty. the computer chip goes out the first two months later after you buy it yeah. and then you replace it. Okay, fine. And then a month later it goes out again. And then two, they replace it again. Two months later, it goes out again. You can go back into the dealership and say, I want a new vehicle. Period. Yeah. I want a whole new vehicle. Done. Yeah. Beca- hmm. Because because there's an issue. Oh, no, it's just a... Right. And I'm not going to continue to have this problem in the first year. And so what everybody pays into a call, what's called the lemon law, they pay like, it's like whatever, 10 bucks, 12 bucks, whatever goes towards this fund to help fix that problem. So anyway, yeah. that's the lemon law. So he's a lemon law specialist. Yeah. I don't know what, how if it's still a year now. Maybe yeah. it's expanded. I don't know. Sure he he, he know. makes. He, I mean, he's he's really wealthy. But like one of his like parts of his business was like going after the people that keep calling for your extended car warranty. Like if if you if you get keep getting called by the same person and you like ask them not to call or put them on the do not call list. Right. There's like a couple things. I, I don't know really what it was, but there's like a couple things that you could do that like if they called back. And like you had to record a conversation that like you could send to this guy and they would get you like 1500 bucks, 1200 bucks. Right. It has to be like multiple times in the same people. But yeah. And that's a, yeah, that's a, um, I actually know a guy that kind of runs RoboCop. He runs the RoboCall, like yeah. RoboCall types of centers. Yeah. Like he's, you know, involved in the, like every time I talk to him, I was like, I really don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah what do you do exactly? Yeah. You gotta get him, gotta get him on he, here. When he finally told me, he's yeah. like, okay, well here's, here's what I do. It's like one of the things he does. And he told me, and he yeah. goes, I do this. And I go, you son of a bitch. And he goes, yeah. he goes, Oh man, come on. I said, you scumbag. Yes. I know. Yeah. I know. So funny though. When yeah. he told me he, he did not want to say what he was doing. Yeah. I feel like, no, I don't know if this was like a scam or not, but I feel like, this was probably three or four years ago. I would get calls about like my roof on my house and they'd be wanting to know, I, I think they're trying to get my address and trying to get like, well, when will you be home? When will you not be home to like rob you? I, or something? I don't know. That's, yeah. I, that's, that's why I don't know if it was a uh, rob. Listen, those, those types of roofing scams yeah. are, are like prevalent, like especially in Florida. Yeah. Like, you know, there are guys that did you ever, you know, there was a book, like they don't do it in the movie. Mm hmm. There's a movie, there was a story called Matchstick Men. It was a book. Um, and it's about these two kind of grifters. Yeah. And they have a ton of scams. The movie actually did a really good job of, of um, I actually reviewed it. I re- it's, it's one of the review movie reviews on the channel. Okay. But one of the things in the book they do is they go in, what they would do is they would go in and they would give, they were giving free roof inspections. So, I mean, like if you're a homeowner, are you going to, of course you're going to do yeah. a free home. A free. So they would like pull up and then they would, then they have a roofing, they have a truck and they have a roofing thing. They pull up and they actually get on your, your thing. Um, Oklahoma, Florida. I don't know. That's a scam. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're actually, I'm not paying attention to my phone because I'm addicted, which people say I'm paying attention to it because we're waiting for this guy to show up. Yeah. So 
uh, anyway, they go, would go up on the roof and they would actually punch holes in the roof. And then they would, and they would keep a log of all the places that they would, they would go to. Let's say there's four, 30 or 40 places mm-hmm. in a general area. And then they would kick back and, and they'd come back and they'd be like, look, honestly, you're probably going to get an extra two years out of your roof. And they would be like, it's actually not bad, you know, unless we have a bad rain. Or they'd say, you know, honestly, it's not great. You're probably within six. It could go any day. It could be six months. could be you might go two years, whatever. They'd say, nobody. Oh, OK, well, thanks so much. Sure, no problem. They'd give them their business card, whatever. Um, and they'd say, you know, we have a roofing special. And they'd get their information, no problem. And then they'd leave. And let's say it's Florida, wherever they were. It, then they would wait three weeks. If they were constantly doing this, then three weeks later, it rains. And people call them, hey, you were right. Not realizing this is the first time it's rained. Yeah. And they go, you're right. My roof is leaking. It's bad. I really, can you come out? Sure, no problem. So now you called me. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you called me. Like, it's different if I call and knock on your door and say, hey, I want to fix your roof. Or if I suddenly I show up and you suddenly have a problem. This is three weeks later. Yeah. Now you're calling me saying, look, I got an issue. You then show up and you say, look, a new roof's 3,500 bucks. And they would be like, but what what we, you know, oh, I don't have $3,500. Oh my gosh. And they go, all right, well, look, here's what we can do. Like, we can put you on a finance plan, uh, but we need to get you fixed right now. I know it's raining in your house. I know you got leaks. I feel bad. You're going to have to give me up front a third. You have to give me one third. And then the, the other guy arg- would argue, no, you know damn well that Jimmy, you know, the owner, whatever, you know Jimmy said he never takes less than half. It'll be fine. Paul, relax. It'll be yeah. fine. And the guy gives them, you know, it's $3,600 $3, for a new roof, and you give me 1200 so we'll be back here with the stuff, blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. You do that. You sign the paperwork, everything. But he just drives to the next house that's called him. Mm-hmm. He gets a, th- a couple thousand from them, goes to the next house. Maybe they give him the whole thing, 3600 4200 whatever. He goes to the next house. He, they do that for the next two days. They'll make 40 grand, 50 grand. And they're never going back to your house. Yeah. Like you don't have their real phone. Like it's a scam. It was always a scam. They throw away the, the they throw away their drop phone. They pull the rubber magnets off of their Ford F one fifty, you know. And maybe they even say, "Hey, we have the shingles right now. We can patch it for this much." And they have shingles, and they throw the shingles in the front yard and say, "We're gonna go pick up this, and we'll be back." You know. So you're like, "Oh, they even left shingles. They even left." Yeah. Well, we're actually we're actually we're actually taking down the scam right now. Like yeah. we're getting everything off the truck. We're getting all the magnets. Like as we're throwing people like, oh, of course I want to give him the money. He's already got the shingles. He's doing this. He's doing that. He's, yeah. He threw buckets there. Like you could take the buckets and just fill it up with sand and throw, oh yeah, this is tar. This is like, none of that stuff costs anything. Yeah. You could go buy used shingles or, or shingles that, you know, are like discarded that nobody, like they don't, nobody, you're, all, you're some home homeowner. He doesn't know. So they're just doing this and they just go and for, in two days, they've got a ton of money. And what do they do? They go to another area. They put the magnets back on and they start knocking on doors. Hey, we're giving free roof inspections. We're replacing a roof down the street. We're doing free. They start the process over again. Yeah. It's just one of the many scams that they would run. And so every two or three weeks, they're getting 40,000, 60,000, 50,000. How many homeowners might pay them the whole thing? Yeah. Ridiculous. I mean, there's people are horrible, especially in Florida. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. there's such derelicts in Florida. Oh, man. Yeah. This is not really a scam, but um, when I finished college uh, or when I was coming to the end of my college, I had to do an international internship and uh, had to be, yeah, because my, 
my uh, my major was international business. And I either had to do like six hours or like twelve hours of foreign language, which was like four classes right. in like my last semester, or I could do like an internship abroad. So uh, one of the guys that was on the football team before I was I was at college uh, was from Australia and ran like uh, a business basically where they convert the steering from the the right side to the left side or from the left side to the right side for okay. Australia because they drive on the right side of the road right. and there's basically a conversion shop and uh, like when I went out there they were doing some like it's just funny to hear like how he started the business like you know they were he, him and his buddy his business partner they were doing out of somebody else's shop and uh, like the first car that they flipped or the first car that they converted you know they fa- somehow they found a customer online and they'd be like oh yeah they brought him into somebody else's shop and like yeah this is our shop like this is where we do everything like this is where we do it like probably after hours or somehow and then um and then i remember when we got there then they eventually they got the ball rolling and like they find clients and they buy these clients in australia buy these big american trucks like dodge ram all that kind of stuff because the australian dream is to get a camper or a caravan or whatever and just drive around the country so like right. that's what it is and they sell these trucks for over there, it's like hundred to one hundred and like fifty thousand dollars in Australian dollars, um, and they and they charge like twenty to forty grand for like a conversion. Um, you told and, me this before. Yeah, this is this is a, I don't know exa- what all the details I went into, but like I remember like the first day I got there, and people were telling me about this guy. So I'm a pretty like. I would say like straight and narrow kind of guy. Like right. I'm not going to be doing anything crazy. And people were, my buddies in college were telling me like, dude, like you're going over there with this guy. This guy is insane. Like when y'all go over there, like y'all might have like strippers and hookers. And I'm like, I'm like, but that ain't for me. Like, I don't want, I don't really want any part of that. I'd be like, dude, this guy's crazy, man. When he was here, like he already had money when he went, went to college in Australia from another business. And he's like, when this guy, he was crazy. Like you're going to, and I'm like, uh, okay, like I'm going over there for an internship. Like, actually, before I even went over there, I just reached out to him on Facebook and I was like, "Hey, man, like, I need a six week internship at least." And uh, he's like, "If you want, dude, I'll just sign all the papers and say you came. You never came." And uh, that, so that's the guy. That's the type of guy this right. is. Uh, I mean, he's he's awesome. He's cool. And I was just like, like, nah, like I'm do it. I, I want to come. I want to come. And I just like, I just want to do it. Yeah. And. Uh, He's like, all right. So me and my buddy that actually knew him, because I never knew him. I just hear stories of him from like the older guys in the football team. So me and my buddy who actually knew him, like, you know, we got tickets, all that kind of stuff. Talked to him on the phone. And he was just like, yeah, make sure you bring a business suit. Like, we're going to be doing all this stuff. I'm like, okay. Um, he's like, he asked, the only thing he asked for me was um, for, for his old football jersey from like four or five years ago. So I talked to the coach, got his old football jersey, brought it in. Like, never met this guy before. Right. And, uh, we get there, pulls up in like a nice big truck and we go to the shop the first day and uh, he's like, the very first day, he's like, oh, they're like doing something with the cars. Like they're not up to specifications, like Australian specifications. And they got like government officials or people coming in to check out these trucks. And uh, and they're like, the shops, like all these shop guys are like scrambling to get this truck like up to spec. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, you know, they're doing, they call it in Australia, call it like dodgy. You know, we're doing dodgy stuff. Right. And like one of the things that we're doing is you have to have like a license plate for each vehicle that you're driving around. And, um, and we would freaking, uh, they photocopied the license plate and just like, we just like stuck it to a piece of board or whatever. Cause right. it's like on a strap and you just like 
while you're driving with a car around right. town. And we just like made these like fake license plates so they didn't have to pay like all these extra thousands of dollars to like haul these cars around. Cause this was probably in the early days, like of their business. And uh, some of the stuff that they're doing now, like now they have, they're probably doing two cars a week now. Now they have like multiple warehouses, like big warehouses of just like Dodge Rams, trucks. Now they're doing like Camaros cause it's like a foreign car over there. And some of the crazy stuff, like luckily when we showed up, no strippers, no hookers, nothing crazy like that. Right. So it was like, it was pretty low key, but they did have a party one night at the shop. And, uh, like I, I, I don't even really drink that much. Like, I, you know, special occasions I will, but like, um, at that point I, I had like never really drank and I was like 21, but it's just like, wasn't my thing. And they're having a shop party, just hanging out. And, uh, in the back, like in the back office, like some of these guys were like doing coke. Right. And this dude come up to me, this Aussie guy, and he's like, dude, cause Aussie, they, they love the party, like drink a party. And this dude's like, bro, like, come on, like you gotta try it. And I'm like, I'm like standing there, I'm like, dude, like, look, I'm not even drinking like alcohol. Like, you think I'm gonna go there and do a line of coke? And he's like, bro, like, <laughs> listen, I wouldn't tell you to do anything that I wouldn't do. And I'm like, <laughs> that doesn't, yeah, that I'm doesn't like, help. That doesn't bro, change like, anything. Yeah, like, I'm good, I'm good. But yeah, that was, yeah, they're doing a couple of dodgy things here and there, but now I think they're like, they're legit and running. They're doing like deals. They have like government officials in there all the time now, like for like press and stuff. It's, it was, it was interesting, like to see them run the business. And that's one of the things that that guy told me when I was over there is kind of, kind of stuck with me. And there's like, you know, throughout your life, I feel like there's people that say things to you that they might not know that how, like if they're going to, if that word's going to stick with you, but some things that like these guys, people have said to me over the years, there's like probably like five or six like quotes or things that people have said that's always stuck with me. And something that he said, like I was just about to go into like business, start working. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm just going to go work at this company and I'm just going to like try to climb the ladder. And he was just like, he's like, I don't know, man. Like, he's like, you know, I would think about maybe, I don't know if he said doing something you enjoy or, or like, you know, don't rush into like the corporate, whatever he's, cause I know people who are high up in the corporate world or whatever, they're 35, 40 and they're miserable. And like, they just like, you know, pissed away like their young years or not doing something they love or enjoy. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of feel some of that. So I'm, you know, it took me five or six years of like, yeah, maybe he was right. Let me try something else. But, uh, yeah, seeing seeing how he ran his business, I'm trying to think he he did do another he had another thing that just passed my mind that he was doing over there. Um, oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, oh, they had straw buyers. This is what I was trying to get into originally because one of the things is is like you can't just go to a dealership and buy like a brand new truck and just import it. Like hey, I'm gonna buy this truck and import and export it to Australia. Right. Um, so they had like. I don't know if this is how they still do it or not, but they had like a person that like would literally buy their cars and like export them. Maybe say, I'm not going to purchase the export, but whatever they do, they would export it out. And like in the beginning, like after I got back from the internship, I was like, well, maybe I could do that for him or somebody. And then there was like, there was people in like Asia, they would export like Mercedes and things like that to these different countries over in Asia where they, these cars would sell for like 400,000, 500,000. Cause they were like luxury cars according to them. Right. And, uh, and you didn't have to convert the steering or anything like that. And, uh, then people started like cracking down on like car exporters and stuff like that. So that was something that I was kind of looking into, um, before I started working I was like, Oh, maybe I could start doing this, but never did. I never really got into many of the details of it all. All right. But yeah.
And it's an interesting story. I got he's an interesting guy to see. I mean, and then multiple businesses from that from that one business. But uh, yeah, it was it was crazy. You have a good. We, we, I think we're I think yeah. we're good. Sweet. All right. So that's it. So hey, thanks for checking out the channel and uh, our interview. And our guy should be here anytime now. And so yeah, uh, thanks for checking out the channel. And uh, if you like the video, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe. Hit the bell so you get notifications. Share the video and leave a comment for the algorithm. And I appreciate it. See you.